It's the New England Take. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Be sure to check out New England Take on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Shows on demand on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and as always, nhtalkradio.com to get the back episodes of the show and the rest of our fantastic programming here at WKXL. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Dan Barrick. He's New Hampshire Public Radio's news director. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on uh, this other Concord radio station. Yeah, thank you, AJ. So I've had an ongoing series on on the show speaking with different news agencies in the state. Uh, you're actually the first from another radio station, and it's actually a news focus station, which is kind of unique in the the landscape of the state. Where mo- I'd say most stations are like KXL, where they're either opinion or they uh, it's not directly journalistic in, in its endeavor. Um, overall, how does uh, your newsroom room work overall? If you have to give it like a ninety thousand view uh, angle. Sure, yeah. I mean, in terms of just the structure in the newsroom, it's a pretty traditional, just the basic structure. So we've got a team of um, reporters and producers and hosts um, who work pretty close, uh, and editors who work pretty close together. Um, We've got, um, you know, depending on where we are, the time of year, or just hiring, um, roughly around eight to nine um, reporters, kind of traditional reporters, and most of them are divided into kind of like a traditional beat structure where they're assigned to, you know, cover politics or education or healthcare, um, and producers who work closely with our specific local news magazine, some morning edition, and all things considered that people probably hear in the morning, um, booking interviews, um, sometimes helping writing, uh, writing up news items that the host would read. Um, and, and and team of editors who work pretty closely with the reporters. It's a very traditional news organization. Um, I would say, you know, in the seven and a half years or so that I've been at NHPR and even, you know, predating that, um, there's been a real move to try and shift um, or at least expand the notion of what we do beyond just, just a radio station. So, you know, the on-air component is really still very much our bread and butter and it's where most of our audience is. It's where kind of our roots are. Um, but we increasingly try and see our website as just as important a part of how we reach audiences, how we report the news, how we think about stories. So um, trying to think rather than like, okay, if we know we're going to cover this story, not just instinctively think what's it going to sound like on the air or what are the sound bites that we want for it, but what will this look like on the web? What are the visual components that will help make this, make this work? So um, those are skills that, you know, some reporters who might have real traditional roots in broadcast reporting have to build, but we increasingly try and seek out new reporters and 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 producers who have those kinds of skills to try and allow us to really report the news in whatever format it is the best way to tell the story. You know, so if it's a strong visual component, how can we play that up on the web? If it's got really strong sound components, how can we um, make sure that we can make that sound the best it can on air? And that's the only way you can get found nowadays is search engine optimization, making sure you, you've got text for whatever your on-demand audio is going to be. And you guys actually have a fantastic layout for your for your site. With it, it, It's like going to the Monitor, which I believe you previously worked at, and uh, going to the Bulletin yeah. and all these other news outlets. It's uh, Was that painful for within the NHPR um, landscape? A little bit. I mean, part of it involved really reorganizing just the way our structure was. So adding more editors to the to the team who could help. You know, if you if you think about it, I know this is the same at, at many news out, outlets um, where reporters probably feel like 
I'll be honest. I mean, it, it is a harder job to be a, a reporter now than, you know, say 20 years ago when I got in the industry because you just, ha- you know, you have more more platforms that you have to report for. Not only, yeah. you know, if you're a newspaper, you got to worry about the daily print edition, but the website and also how you're going to tell the story on social media or a newsletter. Um, so, so you know, really thinking about how, how, how do, like, over the course of the day, how do stories get reported and edited and filed? How do we make sure... We can get this on the web maybe before um, if we're not if our local broadcast isn't doesn't start till 4 p.m. And, pre, you know, previously a reporter that was their deadline, four o'clock. Now it's like, well, we can get on the web earlier. We got to get it up, up there earlier. Um, we do. Our website is like a is a kind of template that N, NPR, you know, sort of builds and like local stations oh, okay. can buy can buy that. So we didn't build or design that if you go to a lot of. Bigger, bigger NPR station, local stations like WBUR will build their own yeah. CMS. We kind of use money. theirs. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it takes a lot in terms of training and, yeah. and thinking too, like getting reporters to think differently, think about what's the information that would work really well on the web that would not work on 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 air. And a lot of times if we're doing an edit of a radio script of a long feature, you know, uh, the editor will tell the reporter, like, that's not going to work for the for the air. It's just going to be too long. It's too complicated, too many numbers. It won't work on the ear, but let's save that for the web. Or or can you add on the web an explanation of this? Because um, it'll work better in a digital, you know, you can, it, it's, easier, it's easier in the eye than on the ear. You know, certain things convey better reading. Um, you know, you can take in a lot more information, like statistics, reading it than just hearing it on the air like the numbers yeah. just blur and, and so that's, like you think a, differently a, that way too. for like a one-off story you don't completely re- with a radio station you have to have a regular format that you do day after day you can't just magically one right. day say oh i'm gonna have a 37 and a half minute segment in the middle of this other right. program where you've got uh, sponsorships or whatever alongside it you can't right. it, it just doesn't work that way it's, it's the reason why my but segments web- are either 20 or 10. Exactly. No, we have the same constraints where certain items have to be 55 seconds or four minutes and 30 seconds. But on the web, I mean, not like you don't want to just write long just because you can. You want to right. also keep the reader's interest and needs in mind. But it's a very they're very different formats. So, you know, reporters and editors and producers increasingly have to think differently for how am I going to play this? You know, what's our web? What's our web or digital plan for this? What's our broadcast plan for this? So you, you brought it up a minute ago, but. NHPR is an, is an affiliate of New Hampshire of uh, NPR National Public Radio and public radio stations. Uh, we we basically just have the one here in the state. I think as a, as like that operates as like a nonprofit in this way, and um, and it's the only NPR affiliate in the state. What does that relationship look like from the newsroom perspective? Because this is. Um, like for for us and and more you mainly see with conservative talk stations they'll just pick up shows but your programming is literally hosted right alongside the national broadcast segments that are coming from NPR now, what sort of influence does that have on how you operate your newsroom and your programming I'll tell you as as the you know the top editor in in our newsroom really none on a daily basis we um what the network i mean the, you know sometimes um uh if we know you know there's a big national story like you know the supreme court decision or a national election or um we will you know as any outlet will look for local opportunities to kind of localize that but in terms of 
we are very much, you know, we have a meeting every morning uh, of all the editors and producers in the newsroom here in Concord talking about what are the stories of the day. I mean, 99 times out of 10 out of 100, it, we don't even mention what's really happening, what was on the, the network. It's very much what's happening, you know, what's happening in the state house today. What are what's our education reporter working on? So we're very much in, in just in terms of how we assign out stories within the newsroom here. It's very, it, I would imagine it's very similar to any other newsroom in the state in terms of a real intense focus on what do our local audiences need today? What's happening? Um, now, you know, some ways that that relationship does manifest, um, you know, listeners to, to NHPR have probably heard it. Occasionally, we will have local pieces that will run on the national air where, you know, if especially, you know, say like the the Senate race here this year was a very, you know, was key to the national shakeout of the Senate. So um, NPR political editors would reach out to us and say, hey, could we get a piece on the Boldacassin race or some other, you know, so that will sometimes happen. Um, but in terms of the content or editorial um, priorities of the national public radio news team shaping what we do, um, we're, it, there's to, there's total independence. So there's no you know kind of back and forth or assignment there. The big elephant in the room when it comes to NPR and was even addressed by James Schachter, who's your CEO uh, earlier in November, is the um, the public perception of NPR as it, it tends as many people view it as leaning progressive in its editorials, how it, it kind of leans that way with some of the hosts when it comes with how they are um portraying the news to it, it, this isn't necessarily an across the board thing some people view that they're, they're not impartial they stay in the center i'm one that tends to say that the national office and i've said this in previous segments so i want, want to be straightforward on this about it too is they do lean very progressive and is i mean how what do you do to make sure that your newsroom with your original coverage that you're doing which i do have a lot of respect for um continues to say with nonpartisan and giving both sides of the stories. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of at the heart of of so many editorial conversations we have as a newsroom. Um, it's I mean, one way we try to do that is ensure that especially on big stories where there might be a concern about um, uh, the ability to to be uh nonpartisan um, on a piece where there's where we're anticipating uh, pushback or accusations of bias that we make sure that the, the, the that there's as many people as possible sort of giving input into how we're covering that. So we're very collaborative newsroom. It's not just, you know, one editor assigning a story to one reporter and then the reporter just does what they're told. And um, we we have a very collaborative editing process. So especially for for bigger pieces. Um, but in many cases, we'll do what we call group edits, where a, a reporter's got their piece, they've got their script and their audio, and they'll, and they'll do like just they'll read they'll read the script and play the audio for a group that will include you know maybe an editor or two, maybe a couple other reporters. We'll try and bring in people who are who don't know anything about the story to kind of act as like just a, you know a, an average member of the audience, and that's a place where like really tough questions can be asked, like um, this seems unfair. Uh, it, it seems like you're, you're you're kind of it doesn't feel like you're really giving this guy a fair shake here. Um, do you have any other tape of him explain? I feel like he needs more of an opportunity or um, you're really missing a voice here or um, 
you know, uh, everybody in this story, you know, say you're doing a story about the housing market. Everyone in the story is on the kind of developer side. There's really nobody who's a who's a on the the renter side here. I really think we need to balance that piece out. So that that can really help address blindnesses that happen in any reporting op- thing, you know, where reporters deep in a story and they can't really see. Um, we um, and then, you know, when we do criticism, when I get an email or a phone call or somebody on social media calls out a piece, you know, we we, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably don't would be surprised to hear us, but we, we actually take it seriously. Like oftentimes, you know, one editor will flag a tweet for me or and say like, Hey, did you see this? What do you, what do we think of this? Um, and we try and address it. Oftentimes we'll address it individually. If I get a direct email about somebody complaining about one of our pieces, try and address it, um, try and incorporate that kind of feedback. If we think it's has merit into our f- further coverage. Um, uh, but when it comes to, you know, issues or perceptions people have about the national network, that you know a lot of you know there's really nothing i can do about that i think other than emphasizing the independence between the two mm-hmm. and, you know we're essentially a client of npr we buy their con their content like yeah. we pay to have th- that stuff on we have no influence on it we're not there's no collaboration across the newsrooms on on day-to-day stuff like that um so really just make sure that we are a newsroom and hpr is a newsroom that serves as many people as possible and every individual story may not necessarily cover every perspective, yeah. um, but we tried through the scope of our coverage to, um, you know, in an ideal world, every resident of the state is a potential listener or reader of our, our work. I truly believe that. I think we, as one of the very few news new statewide news organizations in the state, we have an obligation to tell stories that resonate with um, with everybody who lives here. What about the podcast? So you you have an extensive suite of podcasts that at the station. Um, I'm a fan of especially the the Bear Brook one, which did amazing, and I was a huge fan. I, I didn't even listen to it till a few months back, and I'm like, I, how the hell didn't I listen to this <laughs> years ago when it first came out? It was awesome. Uh, but how does the the um, what impact do you as the news director have on those programs, which which do have, have a little more of a voice of the person of the host that's on it? It's a, it's not as it's not a news package per se, where you're trying to trying to give, right, give an article. Right. There's a little more of um, this is the perception of the reporter and or the host on it. Right, right. I mean the the, the possibilities for reporting and journalistic storytelling and podcasts are both very really promising and exciting, but you, you, you're right. They do raise questions about journalistic ethics and perspective that um, because of just the way they center the reporter's voice as literally, you know, carrying the listener through hours of, of narrative. Um, and just the, you know, what, what draws people to them is the fact that they're, they're not, you know, just sort of dry hour long versions of what the feature you might hear on our air. So in terms of the podcast we have, we do have a, a handful um, some of them are within what we we call a, a specific creative production unit that's kind of outside of the newsroom. That's oh, okay. shows like Outside In, Civics 101, um, but still, you know, so they're not formally within the newsroom here, but still very much those teams adhere to journalistic ethics in terms of accuracy of quotes and being, you know, making sure that sources have, you know, opportunity to respond. Um, uh the 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 podcast Bear Brook um, Stranglehold, which is the podcast we did a couple of years ago about the New Hampshire primary, um, those we actually you know we had done those for a few years. Jason Moon, who was the the host and reporter behind Bear Brook, and the Stranglehold team, we essentially did those like 
off hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> people had their regular job and it was like, oh, oh you know, wow. nights and weekends, could you put these together? Um, uh, about a year and a half ago, we decided to create a distinct unit within the newsroom called Document, which is a team devoted to doing long form reported pieces. And the, the same ethics and criteria and standards that hold for any news story um, uh, hold for those for those teams as well. It's simply, you know, it's meant to give an opportunity to tell stories with greater depth, with greater nuance, um, with more opportunities for using sound in creative ways to tell to 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 tell to, to share our reporting. Um, and and very much like the priorities of the newsroom in terms of the kinds of reporting we want to do, um, drive you know drive the, the the editorial goals there. But it gives us an opportunity to tell stories with greater depth and nuance, greater impact, and to reach bigger, much different audiences. As you surely know, like you know, radio is still our bread and butter. But you know, the audience tends to skew older, um, younger people, not solely, but you know, increasingly younger people turn to on-demand forms to get their their audio news um, and podcasts have been a great way for us to just reach new audiences and, and share our reporting in different ways. That's awesome. Why don't you give, we're about out of time right now on this segment. I hope to have you on again in the future for sure, as well as the rest of your reporters. Cause I think you guys do great, great journalism in the news department. And uh, we, we, um, our stations run very, very differently, but I feel like it's great to have both sides in the, in the landscape of the state. Why don't you give the elevator pitch for NHPR quick? Well, well we're, we're a statewide news organization that seeks to tell the New Hampshire story in, in all different ways, online, on air, um, but really do reporting that is very much you know based in, in and about the Granite State. Dan Barrick, New Hampshire Public Radio's news director. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, AJ. Thanks a lot for having me. So the New England Take on WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirsten, nhtalkradio.com to get all the episodes on demand. The videos are posted on WKXL's YouTube channel. We'll be right back after this.